everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Recharge Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jessica, and I am very fortunate to be joined today by two of our wonderful instructional coaches, um, in particular the math department, which I I can't add, so I'm, I'm happy you're here to help me with all of my problems. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, but we are joined today by Kelsey and Selmy and Devin Mize. Hi guys, how are we doing? Hi, Jess. Great. Good, good. How's that? How's it going? How's the week going? It's good. It's good. It's homecoming week for PHS. I know, right? That's the fact that we're at this point in the year already is wild to me. Yes. Like, how is it already almost October? It's crazy. Devin's looking very fall-like today in his orange shirt. (laughs) I was trying to figure out the other day, like, which week are we actually? Like, it's different now. Yeah. Like, if I was at all the teachers, like, we're week seven. I was like, are we? Yeah, time of recording. We are like midway through point through week seven of the school year That's with wild. kids. Isn't it's it? flying by. Flying by. But I love it. Yeah, I do too. It's been it's a great finally year. feeling like fall. But I know that like by the time, like we're going to have another fake summer. Like we're going to have another 90, 100 degree day between oh now gosh. and when it's actually cool, permanently cool. Yeah. Right? Not 100. You don't think 100? No. But it's supposed to be like 92 on Sunday. I mean, that's That's close to 100. It's not 100. (laughs) I told you, numbers are hard for me. This is the math podcast, and I'm I'm already struggling, so. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. Yeah, everything's possible. I've lived here a long time, and so usually when it gets into September, the hundreds are behind us. You think? Usually. I've also, well, I haven't really lived here a long time. Or later I was going to start with, I've also lived here a long time. I haven't. That's a lie. But I've never experienced <laughs> snowmageddon like we did earlier uh, in the year. I will agree I with that. I stumped him. I did it. No, no. It, <laughs> yes, he's been stumped. When that happened, it uh, it was like, oh, I'm going to go back in the, you know, the records. I remember one cold spell when I was little, but it, and it was kind of some, I think it was 1980 or something like that. I don't remember. What was it like in 1980? I was like two. So I remember, I remember they took the four-wheeler and they rode around the pond when it was frozen. And you just didn't go on a pond down here in the south because it would break, but it didn't. So it was weird. Like they rode the four-wheeler on the pond. I remember it. And there was a video of it too. Where, I don't know where that I'm is. I'm sorry, where was this? This was here. I mean, this was probably 40 miles from here. Wow. It was out at the pond. <clears throat> out at the pond? Is that how it sound? No. Uh, no. <laughs> it was. Taking it was off four yeah. wheels. <laughs> but I remember this. And, it, and I was like, well, how, how does that happen? Like you, you don't, down here, we don't go ice skating and stuff like no, on we ponds not. because no. we yeah. die. Because it breaks. Potentially, yeah. Because we yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> that is a reason to not ice skate. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you sharing that because that is what really this episode is all about. Just getting to know you guys. We we ask our teachers a lot of questions. We ask them to to tell us lots about their lives. And then it's not always, you know, like they don't always mm-hmm. have the opportunity to ask us the same thing. So that's that's kind of what this is. So, Devin, we appreciate you sharing your snow. <laughs> snow life in the 80s. Because <laughs> we weren't alive in the 80s, just to be clear. We were not. Any of the 80s? Any of the oh, 80s. Gosh. 1990. Okay. 93. Man. See, they made fun of me. My previous co-host made fun of me for being in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were jealous. I appreciate this now. Okay, now we can gang up on people not born in the 90s. No, I wasn't born in the 80s either. You weren't? No. Oh, okay. I was two in 1980. Do that oh. math. Oh. Do the math. I'm doing it. <laughs> 78 yeah. <gasps> yes good job four points for me <laughs> yay okay all right so actually on to some of the real content so 
can you guys tell me like a little bit like how you got into education was education always the plan was it one of those things that you're like oh my god like you just sort of stumbled into it what were you thinking like coming into education (laughs) i'll go first um so for me it was always what i was gonna do i went into college knowing i was gonna be a math teacher so i'm learning like that's kind of rare as i'm asking teachers that not all the teachers like plan to become it's super interesting to me yeah i'm i'm very fascinated by that too like how i don't know i don't know i need to do more digging but i've gotten in in my one-on-ones i've gotten a lot of answers like nah i started out in xyz and now i'm now i was like yeah i want to go be a teacher and that's worked out for a lot of people yeah which good for them but so what was the day that you knew like what was the moment you're like i know i'm going to be a math teacher for that to have always been your trajectory so growing up i had actually i hope they don't listen to this but like my <laughs> math teachers weren't like my favorite teachers okay they were good and for the way we learned you know is take a lecture take some notes mm-hmm. um do the practice and i was good at that so i like things that i'm good at what do we call that no mimicking yeah mimicking, mimicking. i was a really i'm a real good mimicker so you could do the problem on the board and I could, no problem. I got it. Um, but I was a junior in high school and I was like, yep, I'm going to be a math teacher. This is what I want to do. Hmm. And then, cool. and then my senior year, I had a, I had a fantastic calculus teacher, which is crazy because he sat behind his desk and did the overhead projector dot camera thing onto his screen and just worked a bunch of problems and. I was like, yep, that's what I want to do, which is weird because today I'm like, please don't do that ever. <laughs> that's bad. Real bad. We don't want to see no. that. Well, the first red flag is if you bring out an overhead projector. <laughs> that's the first. Yeah. Throwback. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that was probably high tech then. Maybe it was. so. Yeah. Maybe so. We're yeah. not that far. My first I year know. I taught on a, first two years on a chalkboard. Did you have really? Have you ever <gasps> seen a chalkboard? I have. I can't. I can't. Did you get the chalk hand? It was, it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Like I, especially being left-handed, so yeah. you always are. It's just oh, covered just oh, it. on the it's side. Of yeah. yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Wow. So Devin, did you always plan to be a teacher? No. No. Okay. Tell us no. about that. Um. So I guess in school I was a good student. Like sure. I was. A, I did good studenting. Okay. Um, I like that. Same thing. I was. I made good grades, but it was all about like in math, especially. I was, air quotes, good at math, mm-hmm. but. Same thing, like you show me how to do something and then I could figure out like, or I could I could kind of copy it and apply it to these other gotcha. problems that are close to what you just showed me. So sure. that's how that that's how math was. I, I think I got to my junior year pre-cal, yeah, pre-cal. And it was awful. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Like they hired somebody that, and I don't remember learning a whole lot at all. And so in the small schools, and it was probably 10 of us mm-hmm. that were in it that guy got fired or left or something the next year they hired someone else all 10 of the, uh, all, nine of my classmates took the class again oh, with wow. a different teacher but i didn't okay i was like i'm not taking i don't have to i already passed it yeah which, sure i'm good yeah. yeah so i went a full year without like my senior year i didn't take a math i don't remember it like like what like what i did but i didn't take a math mm. until I got to college no idea what I wanted to do still. Okay. I was still uh, still pretty good at math because even the professors, it was sure. the same way. It's like, here's how you do this. And now do these homework problems. And then it was like, oh, well, the test looks very similar to all that. Right. I was good at 
studenting, mimicking. Studenting. Uh, That's my, my new favorite term. At AC. Yeah, I, I know a fellow Rue yeah. over here from yeah, the Dirty Sherm. You gotta say what AC is. Yeah. That, people Austin don't know. College. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or it's like, is that in Austin? Like, no, it is in Sherman, Texas. Like, where's that? Yeah, Sherman. I've been there. Sherman. There's a college there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's hidden back behind. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know if it was the spring of my junior year. Mm-hmm. I went to register, and they said. You haven't. You can't register. You haven't declared yet. Well, this kind of shows the mentors that I had. Sure. I was like, I, I didn't even know what that meant. It's okay. like, what? What do you mean declare? Like, what am I supposed to declare? I declare. Yeah. Bankruptcy. <laughs> Sorry. I do declare. And um, and I had an advisor, but I guess he didn't do much advising because I didn't know. And uh, it's like, you know, what does that mean? Like, you basically just have to you decide your on major. your major. I was like, oh, okay. That's 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 a thing, um, and I just said, "What am I closest at?" And they okay. said, "Like you're closest with math, and then either physics or Spanish was second and third. I don't remember the order." Really? Of those two. Yeah, just from what I had taken, you know, Spanish. Well, you know how AC is. You have to take a bunch of foreign language stuff. Speak Spanish? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. Which is like all right. Well, that's a, there's another story, a crazy right. story about the Spanish thing okay. in Austin College, but that's. <laughs> Um, <laughs> different podcast for another time. time. You, you transferred in there, right? I did. Okay. Did you have to take the language placement exam? Do you remember no, that? No, not an exam. Okay. Maybe that was a generation maybe. later when y'all didn't have to take it anymore. But I also didn't have any like college language credits. Okay. Well, so we, that's probably I didn't why. Either. Cause I were like, Oh, okay. I didn't Never either. mind then. Figure but we had theory. to take a placement, a language placement, and we decided on the language. I said yeah. Spanish. The entire, I didn't know. I took like two courses in high school. The entire test was in Spanish, entire directions in Spanish, questions, and everything was in Spanish. I didn't know it, so I'm just guessing. Yeah. Well, apparently I guessed well. well <laughs> because they put me in Spanish 3, and I go in there, no. and yes, and every, like, the first day, everyone's introducing everyone's themselves in Spanish, in Spanish. And you're like, like, hola. It gets to me, and I'm like, I'm in the wrong class. And lucky there's this guy next to me. Say, yeah, my Devin. Yeah. I begged, I begged them to put me in Spanish one, and they wouldn't, and so I went to Spanish two. Well, Spanish two was like still studenting stuff. Where it's like, here's the stuff if you can kind of memorize it. Different story. Didn't want to do Spanish. I wasn't any good at it, and so math it was. Um, So I graduated with a degree in math. No one ever said, don't just get a degree in math because it doesn't really lead to anywhere specifically that's what they told me too really i have my degree in math and i i basically was like mm, now what so yeah. did you minor in education but you wanted to be a teacher major. you double major i had a double okay. major okay. but you wanted to be a teacher so i did it was all, like i wasn't thinking about being a teacher but my my thought was like if the teaching gig doesn't work out what uh, am i going to do with this math math degree like panic nothing yeah yeah literally <laughs> like uh yeah i don't know so i get out and i start applying for a few jobs do, do math it, jobs right like what's a math job i don't, I don't know. know that's what i was gonna ask i don't you. know like, okay business <laughs> <You> analytics <applied. laughs> uh actuarial stuff which you still gotta take another test when i looked at that i was like oh. no thanks because it's like you don't really end schooling and stuff for it for several years yeah uh, maybe ever maybe 20 years or yeah. something maybe ever on. i don't know <laughs> but i saw i was like there's so this more stuff and i was like i, I don't know it's kind of dramatic <laughs> uh, so i started 
I was like, I want to coach. Um, I, I okay. played sports. What? And, uh, okay. Like I even played, I played baseball at AC. No way. Yeah. But. What did you do? Like hit? Baseball. Pitch? Yeah, no. I understand that. But like. <laughs> I did baseball, Jess. <laughs> Get with it. God. Like what position? Yes. Like, what was your role it's, it's on the a, team? It's another weird story. Just like, tell me the position. I played, I played shortstop. Okay. I broke my leg. Oh. The next oh. year, I couldn't really run well because I was still recovering. Shocking, yeah. Stuck me in right field. But I could oh. I could hit okay. Okay. And I had a decent arm. But I wasn't really very good at baseball. Okay. Hence, that's why I went to AC. Oh, right. I think you're ragging on AC high <laughs> Hey, right wait now. a minute. Playing small college That's sports oh, yeah we'll get to that here we go i gotta tell what like how okay so, we'll so get i was there like in a minute i was like i i i want to coach okay and so baseball. I, you want to coach baseball well, or did you care I, at the time it didn't care because when you're out of college and you want to go coach you coach everything like Got you don't you. really have it, okay. much of a choice yeah and so i found a job at one place and then i found a better job at another place and then i thought quote unquote thought i found a better job at a third place who were desperate to get a head baseball coach coach. Oh, a head baseball Yes, coach. and I was like, right out of yes, college? right out of college. Oh, whoa. Huge mistake, oh. all right? Yeah. Like for them and me. That's just, we won't go <laughs> there though. Involved. Uh, yeah. Um, but then after two years of that, went and coached at a middle school in McKinney. Two years there, realized like the coaching gig ain't me, but I love the teaching part of it. And yeah. I think, like that's kind of when I realized like I really just want to be a teacher. Well, there you go. So it it's 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 kind of weird to say 4 years in is when I realized like the coaching thing it, it is hard to do, to, to coach and teach. That is that I, is very Yeah, I have facts. a lot of respect cuz you Kelsey have also been a coach while you were a teacher, right? Like you yeah. have a similar background there. So, when I graduated college and being an athlete in college, yeah. I thought my next gig was teach and coach sure um i soon figured out like five years into my teaching career that coaching was not going to be the gig for me it's so much it's a lot i yeah i don't know how i've never coached obviously in a school setting and i can't imagine it's just (laughs) it's a lot and i first year of my teaching career i coached let's see i coached (laughs) girls basketball eighth grade girls basketball and seventh grade boys basketball wow Seventh grade boy is by far my favorite. Yeah, they're, I mean. Really? Yeah. Seventh graders are kind of fun. So that's where I came from, right? The seventh grade classroom. And they're fun. They are they're fun. They're all over, all over the place. I, I, well, I love middle schoolers, but like. Yeah, they're goobers. Yeah. They they just were fun. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's co- and the coaching part is really, really hard when, especially when you're in math. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can just, see that. Because you're in a tested area. Ah, yes. Tests. Well, you just. I know. You feel, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just to me, it was just like that needs more of my time than I can give. A hundred percent. I couldn't give it all. I couldn't give both buckets my all. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when it was, uh, I think that's when it was kind of clear to me that in order to be a good math teacher, I'm going to have to, in order to say yes to this, I'm going to have to say no to this. Mm -hmm. Oh, where'd you get that from? That's a good one. Did you learn that in like a coaching meeting? (gasps) Yeah. Like a week ago. Yeah. He's been using it a lot. So Devin and I, (laughs) like our little desks are back to back to one another. And I, 
I hear all the things. Devin hears nothing because I have to literally throw books at him to get a response sometimes from questions that I <laughs> I want answered. But he has been using that question a lot. He's been finding a lot of very good applications for that well, question. I Shout mean, out Janice Duke. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember it, if you, yeah. like, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know how this would apply. And all of a sudden, like, I keep seeing how it could apply. It's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So, yeah. but I do want to bring it back to, like, it's so funny you guys both started as coaches both decided well okay coaching is not for me teaching is and now you are coaching teachers tell me about this transition i want to oh. i want to back up okay so we need to t- address the beef of the small college athlete well, is that what this is no okay. we don't need it we we can let that right. we can have that conversation off microphone Ooh. i will, I will uh, argue I, w- I would not argue with this at all like i know you she's won't. But other people, th- other people knock us for playing small ball, small, small ball. college ball, small, small ball. Please edit that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, crap. A lot of people are like, oh, you played at a D2, D3. I was in AIA. So uh, I was, I was D3. like. D3. D3 here. Yeah. Well. That's what they call you. Anyways, I want to back up though. Okay. Because right. here's an back interesting up. part of my story. Okay. Tell me about this interesting part. I think this, I think this helps people get to know me. Yeah. So. I taught, I'm from Kansas, taught for a year in Kansas, and then I was a millennial and said, (laughs) I'm going to move to the beach, and I packed up all my stuff, and I moved to South Carolina. See, I didn't even know this. That's cool. I know, yeah. So I had big time, what do they call it, wanderlust? Yes. I think so. So I didn't know anybody in South Carolina. Okay. Moved to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Taught for two years. Wait, you didn't know anybody? Didn't know anybody. You went there by yourself. I went there by myself. That's bold. It was bold. Good for you. It was. It was. I applaud this. Thank you. It was. Um, if anybody is uh, listening and they know their enneagram <laughs> numbers, I am a seven. So Devin is a five. Yes, there for you sure. go. But I don't know anything else. I just know I'm five. We'll dive in. We'll dive that <laughs> we'll later. Get, we'll, That's we'll, another we'll episode. Unpack that later. <laughs> what enneagram numbers are the coaches? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I taught for two years in South Carolina, and they weren't paying me really great, like less than thirty grand. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, and I was like, I can't. That's like live. I'm gonna eat ramen. Yeah, yeah. It, ta- no, I was eating yeah. ramen. I can or take fast you back to like early two thousands at a tiny school in Texas. It wasn't much. Okay, different. but cost, yeah. cost of living was also okay. Different, very different. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, at one point, I decided teaching was not for me. Yeah. I was like, nope, yeah. I'm leaving. This is my last year. I'm out. I'm gonna go back to school. I can't do this. I'm going to be a math magician for a living. <laughs> I w- no, I was I was going to go get my business degree because oh. I was like at least corporate. Yeah. There's a lot of options. Yeah, I don't. I was you were done. 25 and lost. I was like I don't know what I'm going right, to do. We've all been there. Yeah, but teaching ain't it because yeah. no one appreciated us. Still may be true. I was going to say I was like, how's that changed? <laughs> yeah, probably hasn't changed. <laughs> um, but I I was seriously going to go back, and then I fell into a school where I had the best mentor of my career and she basically talked me out of it. Yeah. And she was like, no, you need to stay. And she worked with me and we read Mathematical Mindsets by Joe Bowler and changed my life. And I was like, nope, teaching's it. Math teaching is it for me. And so that's kind of what led me into instructional coaching sure. too is like my dream job. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I need more teachers to understand the power of teaching math differently than all of us learned how to yeah, do math. Yeah, for real. 
I'm like, um, this is bad to say, I'm a little emotionally scarred for math. And I say this for several reasons. It's part of the reason. So I grew up in the UK, like listeners who listen to like recharge podcasts, 1.0 version this is 2.0 i guess is what i'm trying to say <laughs> but um no know that and i don't i can't remember if i spoke about this or not but so like as we didn't have like all of the different levels of math that we have now we literally have maths like plural and it's like all kind of rolled into right. one um and they decided one year we're just gonna experiment and change the curriculum like i mean the like the nation said like let's just try this Oh god. And it was horrible. It failed so miserably. It was so bad. They took like my class of the group and they're like, nah, we're just gonna like <laughs> pretend that never happened. And I I am so confused by I see a number and I'm like, I don't I don't know what's going on here. Um that's basically my mindset. So anyway, all that to say is math I think sometimes can be an emotionally scarring subject for people and I that needs to change because it doesn't need to be like that. Bowler talks a lot about that. Yeah. In her book. And that's why I think it, that book is so powerful yeah. and that we hand that book out to all of our teachers. I think that's great. Like what you're saying is not It's uncommon. not abnormal. Yeah. And that's what's horrible. It's not. Well, maybe changing the curriculum and be like, oh, let's try this. <laughs> like that's probably abnormal. But like the yeah. fear of walking into a math classroom, like right. that's not cool. Like how many times do we hear, oh, I'm not a math person. I started that podcast with this. <laughs> yes, I literally, you did. I you was did. that person. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yes, we hear that often, but I think. The thing that we're like, ah, oh, is when you, when a parent will say it in front of their kid mm. to like, and especially, you know, you can have parents who will say that they're not good at math, but they're very successful. Yeah. So a kid will look at them and go, well, maybe I don't have to be very good at math either. Mm. They're successful. And yeah, you can be successful without math. It's been proven. But sure. l- let's go ahead and try to take care of the stuff when we're young and make it more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too with parents is they grew up how we did so they Mm. think math should look a certain way and that that was the only way and you either got it or you didn't or you were born with this gift to know mathematics or you weren't which math minded it's like an inherent trait it's so interesting yeah but that's also been disproven yes Yes. i was gonna say like that's not a real thing that's (laughs) not no genetic there's no hereditary genetics yeah (laughs) yeah like that's just that's bonkers to me so i think when you're in the classroom and, and especially with the younger kids, like when I would get sixth graders walking into my class and being like, oh, I suck at math. And you're like, how do you're, you know? Yeah. You're 12. <laughs> what happened yeah. to you? <laughs> and and they just had terrible math experiences. And it's like, goodness, I'm so sorry. But I think that's part of the inspiration behind instructional coaching is yeah. you don't want those kids to keep having those experiences. Yeah, for sure. You want to coach teachers up on how to make math experience, yeah. math experiences yeah. better for their kids. I think like probably seven or eight years in, when I went to the high school and was teaching freshmen or I don't know, probably algebra. And I think that's when I realized like something, something's not working. Like what worked for me, which now looking back, it didn't really work for me, doesn't work for everybody. And then it's like, I don't understand like, I want to know better why it's not working for every student. Right. Like, some mm-hmm. kids can learn this way. Um, why can't every kid? And that's when, I guess, my deep dive kind of began, gosh, eight years in, which is probably about 10 or t- probably about 11 or 12 years ago. Oh, wow. But that, that's when it that's when it shifted to, like, it, the, the status quo can't work for every kid. Yeah. And so then it was, okay, what does? Right. I think it too. It is 
you always can be better and there's always yeah. going to be better ways for sure um i think who said it my angelo maybe if you know better you do better <laughs> okay <laughs> i believe you well please I be- I please fact that check i'm gonna <laughs> fact check that i'm gonna google right now Don't yeah mind me um but yeah like so like direct teach lecture mimicking works for some kids it worked for me yeah or did it well dun, i dun, thought dun. it worked for me <laughs> right, i, yeah, I so can do math but i did not understand math until i started teaching it till i really oh, dove deep into 100%. it 100 percent. i mean yeah Agree. oh sure. my gosh i rem- i remember the moment so many ahas when i was teaching it yes. was just incredible yeah and it's like yeah. I I got I need my kid I need these kids. I know to you see need that. to empower yes. that yeah. in them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, my specific aha moment was we were doing um, projectile motion with quadratics, and I always thought quadratics equals quadratic formula. Find the roots. Yeah. That's it. I had no idea that there was purpose behind any of it. I thought I was just solving for some x's, and then I figured <laughs> out there's like a relationship between gravity and velocity and your yeah. starting point, and I was like. Suddenly Holy it all connected. Cow. This all makes sense. Yeah. Why did no one ever tell me this? Right. I was mad. Why yeah, did my I'm teachers right tell so. me that? I'm yeah. right say, but do you think your teachers knew that? No. That's a good point. Yeah. I was going to say, if they're going through the motions. Well, if they knew that and they didn't tell me, I, I have some bones to pick with them. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever remember. Like, and maybe it was kind of an application. I don't ever remember learning about quadratics and its relationship to gravity. Do, and, but and like, speed do you, and motion. Do you remember doing anything like Barbie bungee? No, or, no, yeah, no, we, no. These kids do some cool stuff in this. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, we never collected data. If there was data, it was right. given already. Yeah, we never did it. Right, yeah. right. So that's what I'm saying. Like these memorable experiences that these kids are now having, mm-hmm. I'm incredibly envious of because I want to have that. And granted, I can have it as a, as an instructional coach and as a teacher, but man, they are getting yeah. some of the best education possible yeah. yeah i think it's cool but it, you know what's cool is like you guys have a part in that so even though i know i know what you're saying where it's mm-hmm. like you you want that experience as a kid like to learn it for the first time right. in that way right? right but like i don't know you guys are doing good work by encouraging teachers to do those things and to take those risks right that's Stop part of it, it. That, but that's part of the instructional coach <laughs> thing like think of all of those kids that you are positively impacting just through a slightly different reach right yeah. so. so i mean you'd you'd mentioned that you wanted to kind of talk about from teacher to coach yeah like, and how's that go how's that going it, it is but that was one of the biggest things is uh trying to figure out or, or trying to decide like is this something i want to give up is it going to be worth it and yeah. it's easy to look back and go, okay, if you can impact this many teachers sure. that impact this, this many, many students, kids. yeah, then of course it does. Yeah. Like that's that's, of course you would do that. But right. then it's like, okay, what if I can know like, at at what level does this work? So that's kind of how the transition happened to like leaving the classroom, mm-hmm. especially after reading some of the Liddell stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now it's hoping other like it basically trying to get not get teachers on board but when you hear stuff that they have the same interest mm. it's like that's when you want to support and work work with them it's next empowering them. it's yeah. yeah that's exactly that's it to doing. take the risk yeah sometimes i don't i don't know for me as a teacher i'd get in my and i see this too like get in your own way 
right? Yeah. You yeah. think it has to look a certain way and it has to be a certain, and when we're on testimony or all these things, right? It's like scary to take those risks. So to empower them to take the risks, that's yeah. half of it, right? Like, so like, yeah, last year uh, when I was teaching mm-hmm. and didn't know this job even existed and I reached out because I was like, it was really about homework to them. And I was mm-hmm. like, I got to do something. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm sick of the way it looks. I've been doing a few things differently, but there's no like policy. Sure. And I've read some literature that talks about like, it's pretty clear literature. There's no reason to have homework in the, pro- in the elementary school. Yeah. And yet, like, it's very clear. Almost all of the literature points at that. And then middle school, like you can, you can almost select uh, like research, you can mm-hmm. almost select like depending on what you want to do, you can select oh, different always. things. Oh, always, yeah. And then high school leans a little bit more where um, outside work is necessary. Well, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm I don't want to do homework, like yeah. at, you know, in middle school, uh, and they so I contacted my instructional coaches, mm-hmm. and they came over and they they helped me. They didn't tell me what to do. They just no, kind of because that's not our role, right? No. It, yeah. They just offered like different things and kind of dug into my belief system Mm -hmm. and then tried to support that, which is another weird thing. Um, But then it was, I read something. I was like, this is what I want to do. And they're like, okay, well, you got to read a little bit more of the book before you just do that. Sure. And um, so that was, that was my, that was my most recent experience from a teacher Mm -hmm. with a coach. And they could, and there were some few things with ADMs and stuff last year too, that were, um, super beneficial, uh, but just they were so accessible. Like when I had a question, it was it wasn't like yeah I'll get back to you and when I can. Yeah. Now I see how busy the coaches are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they didn't seem well, busy to me, which honestly, was a good thing. So you you say that we're busy, extremely busy now. Like, yeah. Props to you, Kelsey, like, and the other <laughs> yeah. coaches having Shoot. all of the campuses oh instead gosh, of yeah. this new model that kind of the district's rolling out, which I. I it is so much better in my mind. Like I can't imagine how you did it, right? Like both middle and high school, and supporting all of the secondary teachers. Because now you're just at the high school level, Kelsey. Like how is that shift going from all teachers to just high school? Because it's the same role but different, right? Like it is, but it's honestly the best thing we could have done for yeah, our teachers. I agree. Uh, you know, you that's affirmed very quickly. Like we said, we're in the first seven weeks when our high school teachers are saying, dang, I've seen you more right this week than I saw you all last year mm-hmm. or the year before that, before we had the pandemic. Sure. Um, and I'm like, that's encouraging to me. Like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a knock on what I was doing. No. I physically, my body Couldn't could not get, get you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, it's just this new model, having coaches at the high school level, having them at the middle school level, and then having this um, – what do I call you? A counterpart? Oh, I don't know. I Teammate? Mean, collaborator? Yeah. Having having somebody next to me that is doing the same work as me mm. and then having all the other content areas. Mm-hmm. So we have 10 of us now, right? Yeah. Um, and last right? year we yes, had... 10. 10 coaches. Sorry. We had four and then we had three because one person left mm-hmm. in the middle of the year because they were called to go do other work mm-hmm. um, out of school, which is... That's fine. Yeah. But going from three coaches to 10 coaches... Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it was four. It was five to four. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. Math. We lost one. Oh, gosh. (laughs) This is really embarrassing that I'm struggling with math on the math podcast. But it's okay. It's okay. I will learn from my mistakes because I have a growth mindset. (gasps) I love it. Anyways. um, Be a goldfish. Yeah. Be a goldfish. (laughs) Forgot it already. 
So um, it's huge. It's it's more intentional work. It's working closely with teachers. It's working through research-based practices mm-hmm. with Devin yeah. and Caitlin, who's our coordinator, to really give the teachers what they deserve and, and, yeah. and that's growth and the kids and the and kids, the kids yeah. an extension right. of that right 100 yeah. so um it's been wild but it's a good wild i agree i prefer this over the last couple of years yeah i can I, imagine I, I think i struggled a little bit at the beginning to try to figure out like what it what is the role supposed to look like, like i can look in the theory and the, read the sure, books and sure. go okay that makes sense but then actually going in it's like okay now it's it feels a little bit different like mm-hmm. everything talks about first trust 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 build relationships yeah and fortunately i've been here long enough where i know a lot of the math teachers That's good. and but there's a lot that i don't that i've yeah. like met for the first time this year well but then even those ones that you know like for me like i'm at both high schools i have a relationship with half of the high school teachers right. well about half of the high school teachers but they know me in a different role. Yeah. So like you're moving from a teacher to an instructional coach, right? And so like even though they know you, it's it's about reestablishing that role, which is kind of that's it. That's a different game all in itself as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, and I don't think it's happened from any of the math teachers, but some of the other teachers I know are like, oh, you went to the dark side, and uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I, know. I don't Stop either. Saying that I know. It makes us feel bad. <laughs> no, no. Well, I'm not saying it. No, I know. A I've people said that to, to me, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. We don't want to be on the dark side. Our I know. office is at Central Admin, but we but are never there. No. I was going to say, like, Friday meetings, that's about it. And then it's like, sometimes I stop by to get my lunch. Like, that, but that's, right. you know, that's it. But I, I do, like, I, I was wondering about going into it from a teacher mm-hmm. to this, if they would, like, see me different. That's why I also don't like to wear a tie, because it, you stand out, whatever. Yeah. That's a different discussion. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I like wearing ties. It's just sometimes uncomfortable on my neck. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I can see that. But I thought it was going to be, yeah, I thought it was going to be a little bit challenging, um, but it hasn't been. Like, I think everyone I've seen has kind of embraced that, especially That's ones good. that know that I've sure. been teaching for a while. I they make they make me feel like part of their PLC. That's awesome. And it doesn't. I don't feel like an outsider, which I kind of thought I would, but mm-hmm. I haven't really That's good. at all. So yeah, That's it's fantastic. been. Yeah, that is. It has been good. And That's, so now seven weeks in, it's um, especially with the one on one meet. The one one on one meetings helped so much to try to hear teachers, hear yeah. their stories. And you said that man, there's some crazy stories. Yeah. Most of it is. Either I wanted to be a teacher when I was in kindergarten. Yeah. Or like I taught my teddy bears. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a, yes. I knew this was happening. Yeah. Or uh, up to like I didn't know I was going to be a teacher until I was 33 years old yeah. or something like that. And uh, so it's all, it, there's stories all over the place. Uh, but that that has been extremely comfortable coming into. But those one on ones helped kind of hear their goals and visions yeah. and kind of dreams. And then being like I think I can support that will you yeah, will right. you let me you know let me in or at some point it's going to be based on that goal that you have or that vision like I have an idea would you want to discuss it so that's that was kind of the suggestion and that's why us working together is yeah. so beneficial because that stemmed from a conversation about that and it it was applicable very quickly about how to kind of establish 
um, a working relationship, not just uh, not just a, a personal building trust kind of thing. Yeah, and in years past, that one-on-one meeting has mm-hmm. been sending a Google form oh, and wow. hoping they fill it out, and that's how you got to know them. But yeah, you know, to nobody's fault, you had a hundred and twenty, hundred and seventy teachers. Not enough hours. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah I mean, hours. Yeah. not enough hours in the day. So you you had to choose efficiency over mm-hmm. intentionality, which. I think I'm in agreement with you. Like the one-on-ones have been the biggest game changer this mm. year, and it's open, really? it's opened a lot of doors. Yeah, which is okay. Good. So you're seeing that too. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So teachers listening to this know that we we really we when we say we appreciate your time, we appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. yeah, like we I I know you know last thing you want to do when you see a calendar invite is have another perceived meeting, right? But know that we genuinely care about what you're doing and who you are and what and that's that's why we just want to get to know you so we can better support and empower you um and i think you two talking about that is yeah like i think i i hope that they hear the passion through that that i'm hearing too and, and that we're all feeling because it's, it's it has been a game changer yeah i love to hear you say that too because of the role you came from yeah it's a shift it's different right because yeah. you could did you feel like you had personal relationships with people at your previous campus yeah because you had time and you, For were, sure. you were on a campus. Yeah, I was on a campus. I mean, like, um, so we had that program, the Agents of EdTech program, and I went out. <laughs> I think I, I recruited so hard. <laughs> I was like, you're going to be friends with me, and you're going to be an agent <laughs> of EdTech. And so I think in the district I had, like, 50, over 50% of all the agents of EdTech came from Rock Hill. And I tried Heck to do yeah. one-on-ones with all of those teachers, and it was just, like, in me in that moment I didn't realize when I was scheduling those how important that time is right just that 30 minute tell me about you tell me about your goals like let's work on this together and partner on this right um and so kind of being able to bring that into this role is really exciting when that was when we discussed at the beginning of the year doing this and I just it, it I love it so much yeah and I think too I don't know if this is part of it I'm curious you like that mm-hmm. I'm curious curious you wonder. I wonder. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I am. I am wondering after being a year and some change in a mm-hmm. virtual school setting, mm-hmm. and then getting to be face to face with these teachers, what impact? Like, has that had a greater impact than it normally would have? You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. in 2019, if I would have met face to face, would I be seeing the same Person. results? Yeah, hmm. that's an interesting thought. That I don't is know. interesting. It's yeah. a wonder. It's so a wonder. I notice and I wonder. <laughs> I love that. My favorite sentence stems ever. Yeah. They are good. They are good. They are good. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for your time coming in. Finding time on your calendar schedules when you both were free to come in and do this was like the stars aligning. I was like, (laughs) what is happening? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys have been, I feel like we've taken different approaches to our one-on-ones. I try to do like six a week and get through and like walk the hallways. And you guys, I look at your calendars. It's like back to back to back to back. I'm like, I am failing at my life. (laughs) These guys are so good at what they're doing. Well, I'm I'm rethinking the pace of how I've been doing mine after you know, talking to you a little bit. I don't know. I will see. I don't know. We'll, we'll compare notes later, I guess. But no, like I say, thank you for your time and for coming in. Really appreciate you guys. And thank you. Doing this. And yeah. Um, do you guys know how we close out this podcast? I hope it's with I a song. Don't think it's not I'll with a song, but that might, you haven't listened I to it. I thought I did listen to Devin, it. I thought we were ones. friends. Tell me. It's it, a very famous line. 
Oh. By the very famous Dr. Bradley. It's one of his oh, most yeah, yeah, well-known yeah. sayings. Yeah. So I yep. would like to ask him, invite you to join me in saying, Don't, don't prop, prop doors. doors. Bye, guys. Have a good day. Bye.